the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. A man ran up to Jesus and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. At that saying, his countenance fell, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many that are first will be last, and the last first. This is the gospel of the Lord. Good teacher, the man asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. No one is good but God alone. In the name of the one true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning again, everyone. We're in the fifth week of our sermon series called Explore God, and in it we are taking up the basic questions of life. Does our life have purpose? Does God exist? What about the problem of pain? Is Christianity too narrow? And if you'd like to hear those message pre messages previously preached, you can visit our website at ctrfw.org. But today we're going to get right to the heart of the matter. Is Jesus God? Is Jesus God? Well, first, as we do each week, let's take a look at our videos and hear some different people's opinions on the matter. I'd like to think Jesus is a great person. Uh, I just, I, it's, a, it's to me, it's a silly story. Jesus was the shepherd who basically was the leader of the pack and told people what to do. He would probably be the guy that I walked by and thought he was a homeless bum and ignored him, honestly. I'm sure that he would be saying something really profound and I'm afraid I might be ignoring it. I don't necessarily believe that any one person is God. I don't think that Jesus may have been God. However, I do believe that we all have divinity within us. I'm just trying to do the best I can down here. I, I, I believe that the, the teachings of Jesus, uh, they ring true to me. It makes sense to live that way, to, to love people, to hate people, to, to look out for your fellow man instead of always trying to beat him down. He is 
here for life in a glass before. Uh, if he really existed, uh, all for it. Um, too bad that there is no other people like, like him nowadays. Jesus, I believe, was a liberal. And I think looking at where we're going, I think he'd be happy to see that people are becoming more and more accepting. Sure, I believe that Jesus was a historical person, um, but I don't believe that the other things that have accrued around the story of his life. He's, he's like the pinnacle of love. It's idolization, basically. The idea that there's a human being that can be viewed as a god is, 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 is a tough, um, tough proposition for me to accept. Jesus, he loves people and he wants people in his family and he's not someone that pushes people outside. He's always inviting people in. Si Jesús hay anatman Dios, nana matay para sa atin, para tubusin tayo sa mga kasalanan at para makarating tayo sa langit. I think I'm, I grow more curious about that every day um, uh, and, and how I can be a better person, uh, maybe by following his teachings and, and maybe it will be a, a fit for me and maybe it won't, but you know, I'll, I have a lifetime to figure that out. Once again, I think it's so important to remember that these are real people who, who really do hold these kinds of opinions, and, and perhaps even some of us this morning may share <coughs> similar kinds of opinions. So let's again get right to the heart of the matter. Why is the question so important? Why is establishing whether or not Jesus is God so critical of a concern? Let's look right at our scripture from this morning. In our reading, we found that Jesus is on a journey, and as he's on his way, a man runs up to him and kneels before him. Now, how many people have you ever run up to and knelt before in your life? So a man runs up to Jesus and kneels before him and declares to him, Good teacher, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life. Well, from the text, we find one very good reason why the question is important and why getting the answer right is so essential. It's because we're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Last time I checked, the death rate is still 100%. And we all want to know whether or not this life is all there is, right? We all want to know whether or not this life is all there is. Do we simply struggle and then suffer and then just die? Or conversely, do we love vibrantly, live fervently, laugh heartily, and then just die? Or is there something more? So as it turns out, the man is after the very same things that we've been discussing in our sermon series called Explore God. Does life have meaning and purpose? It would seem that it might, except that it seems to end in death. Is there a God? Well, if there is, he's probably the only one who can do something about the problem. But what about the problem of evil? The greatest evil being death, which is the ultimate privation of all that God has called good. Could this Jesus be God? Good teacher, what must I do? Is that not our question? What must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Why do you call me good, Jesus? Why do you call me good? You Jews know, you know, that only God alone is good. Is Jesus that God? Well, friends, here are the facts on the ground. As you and I live in human history, here are the facts on the ground. All other religions, and I mean every one of them, say that Jesus emphatically is not God. They believe that. Every other religion emphatically declares that Jesus is not God. They say that Jesus is not the way to eternal life. And if they're correct, as I say to you many times, then, then really we Christians should stop doing what we're doing. Because right here and right now, if they're right, you and I are worshiping a false god, if they're correct. We're worshiping a false god, if they're right. And we're telling other people to worship a false god, if they're right. And that's a real problem. Because the only three questions that really matter are these. The first is, how can I be forgiven of my sins? You see, you and I are guilty, and we know it. If we're honest with ourselves, we know that we do things that are wrong. The Bible says the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can know it? We deceive ourselves into believing the lies that we tell ourselves so that we can justify the bad behavior that we want to do. We have a real problem. We carry around this with us in our hearts and minds, a measure of guilt for what we do wrong. And if we don't, we're only living in denial. I carry it around myself every day when I do something wrong. I am well aware of it. And sometimes there are plenty of people around me to remind me of it. And that's okay, right? We know that it's true. Can we be forgiven, and if so, how? And the second question is this. How can I inherit eternal life? I know that I'm going to die. Surely my life is not meaningless. Do you, do you really believe that all of your life and labor means nothing in the end? All of the hard work that you do, all of the love that you give, all of the things that you work toward, do you really believe they're meaningless? I don't think so. Surely, at its core, at the very least, and even at the most, all of the love we have experienced and all of the relationships that we have, surely they don't just go down into the grave and die there. I miss my dad. I miss him. You miss relatives that you have. We hold out hope that, that this isn't all there is, that we'll really actually see them again one day. So the third question is this. Where do I go for the answer? Where do I go for the answer to these two questions? Will please someone tell me what my soul is starving to know the answers to? And my friends, you need to know this. That Jesus Christ made claims. Claims that no other religious leader dared ever make. Mohammed did not claim to be God. Buddha did not claim to be God. Gandhi did not claim to be God. Only one religious leader has ever dared make that claim. I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. 
But my friends, you and I both know that it's not enough just to make the claim. Any lunatic or liar can make the claim. But the testimony of the Bible is that not only did Jesus claim to be God, but he did things that were like unto what we would expect God to do. He performed miracles, healing the sick, raising the dead, took authority over nature, walked on the water. These are the things that the scriptures claim that this Jesus did in the midst of the things he claimed about himself. But even those things, even those things could end with a great big question mark. For the Bible tells us that Jesus was killed on a cross. And if that were the end of the story, then maybe it would have been said, well, Jesus was like God because he had some pretty mighty powers. He did some things that we haven't seen before. But yet the Bible doesn't end the story with Jesus' death. The Bible claims that Jesus rose from the dead, that he got up from the grave three days after being killed. How many of us have seen someone get up out of the grave three days after being killed? I've never seen it. Have you ever seen it? Never seen it. But that's what the scriptures say happened. Literally, historically, facts on the ground that Jesus got up out of the grave three days after he was killed on a cross. And friends, even that could possibly be construed as a hoax. After all, no hero of the story ends in death. No one would follow Jesus if he had just died. So maybe, maybe his followers just manufactured his resurrection. They were fighting for a new kind of religion. They needed their Jesus to be the hero of the story, so they just made it up claiming that he was resurrected from the dead when he really wasn't. Perhaps they did, except there's only one problem. One tiny issue that just doesn't jive with that idea. How many of you would die for a lie? How many of you would die for a lie? St. Peter, disciple, prince of the apostles, the scriptures say, was crucified upside down on a cross. Would you do that for a lie? St. Andrew, his brother, scourged, then tied to a cross because he would not forsake Christianity. He lived for two days, the story is told, as he hung on that cross, and he preached about Jesus to anyone who would pass by. Would you do that for a lie? Would you do that for a lie? St. James the Greater, killed by the sword. His accuser was so moved by his testimony that he converted on the spot. His accuser, on the spot, converted to Christianity. Then he asked to be executed alongside of him. Would you do that for a lie? Would you do that for a lie? And then there the men were, beheaded simultaneously. Accounts record that all of the apostles, save St. John, were martyred. And then we come to Paul, St. Paul. Originally, we know the story. He was a Jew named Saul, and he approved the killing of Christians. Acts chapter 7, Stephen, deacon of the church, had just preached a sermon about Jesus Christ being the Messiah of God. You Jews killed him. Stephen declared, but God raised him from the dead on the third day, making him both Lord and Messiah. 
And there Saul stood as they stoned him, approving of his death. Stephen, he believed, was declaring a false witness about God. Get rid of that man because he's believing a lie and he's telling other people to believe a lie. Get rid of him. Then this same Saul goes out to persecute Christians. That's what he does. He's going to find some himself and make sure that the testimony of Jesus is quieted because it can't be true. Until Jesus met him on the road. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? And what do we know of this Saul become Paul, little man? Around the Mediterranean Sea. Planting churches as fast and as furiously as he can in major metropolitan areas to get the testimony out. So which one is the lie? Beaten, scourged, whipped, run out of town. And ultimately himself beheaded. Would he do that for a lie? He wrote half of the New Testament. You see, they, they didn't line all of the apostles up right after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. They didn't line them all up and execute them right then. They were executed over time and in space. They were martyred systematically. And, and you might think that when one was martyred, the others would say, okay, that's enough. I'm out. I'm out. But they didn't. They kept proclaiming the name of Jesus to anybody and everybody who would listen. And, and you would think that might stop it, but it didn't. Christianity spread like wildfire throughout the region, throughout the world. It's the largest religion in the world. What about the martyrs today? What about those Coptic Christians who were led to the sea and slaughtered, beheaded? Did you watch the video by ISIS? Would they do that for a lie? They didn't even, they didn't even put up a fight. They didn't even put up a fight. They did not even put up a fight. beheaded. You would think that would stop Christianity. There's an old phrase from one of the early saints of the church, Tertullian, who said, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. It's backwards. It's backwards. It's, it's supposed to stop it if you kill Christians. And yet it has the opposite effect. It runs like wildfire. Ben Kwashi's house burned to the ground three and four times now. Cattle stolen recently. You, you would think he would stop. You would think he would stop. But it strengthens him to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, crucified for the forgiveness of our sins, risen from the dead for the hope of our eternal life. Could it be that it's true? Could it be that Jesus is the Son of God? Could it be that everything else is actually wrong? Would we dare be that objective in this world? That Jesus got it right and everybody else is wrong? Teacher, what must I do 
to and hope you're listening. I mean, these are the most important things that we'll ever talk about. And we have the opportunity to share with the world that's asking this question, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, with man this is impossible. But with God, all things are, are possible. With God, all things are impossible. So I'll close with this. Clive Staples Lewis. Clive Staples Lewis. Formerly an atheist. Didn't even believe that God was real. There's, there's not even a God. Is now our beloved C.S. Lewis who's written all kinds of literature proclaiming the name of Jesus. Children's stories, allegories, myth, legend, hoping that kids will glom on to the truth and, and see who Aslan really is. And then for the mature-minded, mere Christianity, that classic work. And in it he writes, I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. That is, that I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That's what this depends on, his claim to be God. It doesn't matter my claim. It matters his claim. That's the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher, as it turns out. He would either be a lunatic on the level of a man who says he's a poached egg. He himself is a poached egg, right? I'm a poached egg. Or he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord or God. But let's not come with any patronizing nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He's not left that option open to us. He did not intend to.